Okay, hello, welcome to the show. I'm here with Dave. How are you doing? Hello. How are you doing? Uh, all right. I had to think for a minute then. Yeah. Uh, I'm all right. How you're, are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, what have you been up to? Nothing. In the, in the last year. Um, nothing. You're always quite reticent at the start and then crank up the reverb machine and you go reticent. through the locking glass, <laughs> speaking in tongues. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, oh, would you like a beer? Oh, yeah, go on. I'm going to get you a beer. Hold on. What? Actually, we're going to get you a beer. Okay. This is quite good because um, I can't remember the last time I had a beer with somebody. Like, because I don't really go out anymore. <laughs> um, I'm impressed that this is a real beer. I thought it was just a, <laughs> a I thought it was a prop beer for the um, uh, for the show. It's quite early in the day, but I'm going for it. It's only it's ten o'clock in the morning. It's fine. It could, it could get quite giddy. Although this is quite a good little shoehorn into the next thing I want to talk about, which hmm. is or the first thing I want to talk about, yeah. which is I don't know if you saw this. In, it was in like the national news about Robert Milkins. At the right. Turkish masters, did you see it? No. So he got so drunk, right, that he um, he like fell over in the toilet, smashed his face up. He had like a fight with one of the officials, and then he was so out of it that he had to call an ambulance, and he had to have his stomach pumped. Oh God, like he was that bad. What was he drinking? God no. I'll have a pint of that. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny is he, his walk-on is genuinely I'm a cider drinker by the Wurzels. Yeah. So if they'd let him play, it would have been like a, a real sort of comedy spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. Might have been a bit catastrophic. Yeah, in play. It would be funny to watch vomiting in the pockets. But um, I've got a little clip. They, they spoke to him <clears throat> uh, post stomach pump. It didn't get much sense out of him, but have a listen to this. <laughs> well, Rob, tears of joy in the arena. An amazing moment for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't get much sense out of it, but... Um, it's pretty strong stuff, that uh, yeah. Turkish ale. Your uh, Milkins impression was a big hit. Oh, Milkins! <laughs> it was such a big hit on this. I say a big hit. One person on Twitter mentioned it. They liked it. <laughs> That's a big hit. <laughs> but um, do you remember it? It was good, wasn't it? Which, uh, not really, what did I say? That was it, basically. Oh, Milkins! You yeah. had um, some kind of scenario where Milkins was... Alan McManus's butler. I butler. really like that. McManus. I bet it stinks. I bet when you get your stomach pumped, it absolutely stinks. Oh, when you get your stomach pumped. Oh, you never smelt nothing like it all your life. It really fucking stinks. It's more like a couch head back on the farm, and it's what I always think, say. I don't want to be pumped. I'm playing in a minute. I'm on table two. I've got the lyrics over here. If you'd like to join me in singing it. <laughs> when the moon shines on the cowshed and we're rolling in the hay, all the cows are up there grazing and the milk is on its way. Oh, I am a cider drinker, he drinks it all the day. I am a cider drinker, so much of us away. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Um, what else are we going to talk about? Well, do you know on the last episode we were talking about how the podcast had done pretty poorly stats-wise on downloads and stuff? Yeah. Well, I joined this like Facebook group called Snooker Fans, for serious yeah. Snooker Fans. 
Um, and it was like really serious. Yeah. And it suddenly dawned on me that I can't really post about our podcast because they're yeah. too serious. And then they're really militant in terms of like any deviation from snooker is a serious sport. It's up in the Olympics. <laughs> but like, even like swearing, I think they banned over 40,000 people. But, they've um, banned over 40,000 yeah, people. Well, they had 80,000 at one point, it's got down to about 40. <laughs> and like, honestly, they're constantly like uh, banning people. But wow. this is why why this clip's quite funny because this is from the group like runner or owner whatever you call it mm. and I thought it was a bit of a joke to start off with but obviously it's, it's something he spotted and he's been serious about it but mm. see, what you, see what you make of this Good evening Snooker fans it's Graham here today I just want to talk about um, mostly the noise you know the noise when the two balls sort of meet together and talk about timing about Snooker you know the lights are um if you, you sort of you don't hit the ball right, you know you, you sort of stab at it. It goes like you know, bang, bang, sort of like that. If you know what I mean. But when you watch certain players, especially Ronnie O'Sullivan, and I, I hear it with Eden Sharaf. I think that's how you mentioned his name, um, Eden Sharaf, and a couple other players. You know, John Higgins as well. When they hit the ball, when the white hits the object ball, it's sort of click, click. It's not like a boom, boom, like a sort of cluck, cluck. This is like a click. It's like a... You know, it's not like a... Click, click. See if anybody else can do that click thing better than me, going to do a wee video and put it up. Just sort of click. You know, sort of... It's so weird. Isn't it? <laughs> that is brilliant. It's an odd observation. It's, that's the sound of a man slowly losing his mind. <laughs> it's not. It's not like a. It's more like a. It's not a bang. It's a stab at it. It's a. It's a. Eden, shut up. You can shut up. It's a. It's a. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bang. It's a. It's a. It's a man descending into. It's not like a clock. It's a click. <laughs> Clockity, clockity clock. Oh yeah, you know what I wanted to talk about as well. Um, on the last episode, we were looking at Peter Eden's website. Yes. Now I went back on it, and something struck me. Now he offers uh, racehorse breeding advice. Now horse racing, like the animals get injured quite a lot. Mm. And then it also offers horse healing. Mm. Now, talk about creating a market for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think like, the whole world of sort of alternative therapy is quite intriguing to me because, well, it's the placebo effect, which can yeah. be like really yeah, effective yeah, yeah. for people. Yeah. You know, it can work. Yeah. But I just wonder, like, do the practitioners know it's the placebo effect or do they think they've got magical powers? Uh, they know. They know it's the placebo I think on, I think on the most part, they well, cause know Because if Peter knows and he's offering horse healing, then he's an absolute con man, isn't he? Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Yeah. I think it's fine to offer it as a... <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> fine. The ghost of I think it's fine to go along with it if you know it's helping people and it's just the placebo effect. But I've got a little clip from a radio interview he did, which suggests yeah. that, yeah, he does know it's the placebo effect. Because he asked him, um, could you heal somebody? He does, like, remote healing over the internet. Yeah, but surely placebo doesn't work on horses. This is what I'm saying. 
So, I mean, he's a bit of a con man if he knows it's the placebo effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he does, he, he's, he's getting asked in this interview because he does these, like, uh, remote healings over Zoom. Hmm. And the guy says to him, okay, well, could you heal somebody without them knowing? Hmm. And the answer is such bullshit that it makes you think, oh, he just knows it's bullshit. He knows he can't but, do that. So just have well, a listen to this. Go on. But, but people have asked on the website, because this is a, it's a lovely thing. People have asked me, they've said to me that they like to gift distance healing to somebody. So mm-hmm. to maybe get in touch with someone like yourself, Joe or Peter. But yeah. they, they've asked the great question. If the person is not open to it, is it unlikely to be beneficial to them? That's a good question. What do you think, Peter? One interesting thing about that, Richie, is that if we chose to send somebody healing without their full consent, we pretty much are... We're breaching spiritual law. We're breaching spiritual law, yes. And there's something in, in, in healing called the law of energetic rebound. And even though we think we're trying to do good, if we sent healing to somebody without their full consent, we would actually enable the law of energetic rebound. And that actually could and probably would come back on us in a negative way, even though we thought we were trying to do good, because we don't know what that person's higher self. That's weird, isn't it? If you do that, you'll break spiritual law. <laughs> and then the spiritual police will come and arrest you, and you go before a spiritual judge. <laughs> it's bizarre. And you'll end up in spiritual jail. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go inside the mind of a spiritual judge. I am the spiritual judge. I'll be the judge of that. Order! Silence in my spiritual court. You, Peter Empton, are charged with breaching spiritual law on seven occasions when you sent healing power to a horse who did not wish to be healed. I therefore sentence you to a thousand years in a spiritual jail. Silence and spiritual courts. Bailiffs, <laughs> <laughs> take him down. Good game. It's nice being in Pete Nathan's mind. It's not. It's rank. It's very dark. Oops, up that bloke's turned up. It's <laughs> <laughs> Drippy. It's like a cavern, a cavern of despair. Drippy. Should we come out of it? Yeah, what? what oh. That's a man scrabbling for like. Well, I, uh, well, well, well actually, I, I could heal them, but it would be a breach of spiritual law, and I'd find myself slapped with a spiritual lawsuit. <laughs> and I'm not prepared to do that. Slapped with a spiritual Let me tell you, some of the spiritual lawyer's fees are pretty astronomical. <laughs> yeah. And on a horse healer's salary, you can't afford to pay them. <laughs> horse healer's salary. <laughs> <laughs> So what would he do? Imagine, what do you reckon the process is? Say I'm a of horse. healing a horse. Probably just electrodes, isn't it? <laughs> on each nipple. Oh, <laughs> yeah, horses have nipples, right? Oh, no, I'm on Peter's nipples. Oh, Peter's nipples. Okay. <laughs> He's definitely got nipples. Um, yeah, and then I think the, the normal method for healing, which is yes. why Peter Evans good at it is, because he's got a, a good reach, is one hand up the arse yes. and one in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just eat some... Transmit the energy from fingertip to fingertip. And it just passes through the horse. It's why not everyone can do horse healing because if you haven't got the the reach, yes, you can't. Yes, you could heal. A, you could heal a pony or a donkey, but not a horse. Yeah, that's why they're so sore yeah. after. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, you need someone with long arms. Yeah, as well as being spiritual, spiritualized. <laughs> Somebody's been spiritualized. Um, 
I once got bought as a novelty present as some healing. <laughs> the, yeah, um, a stake in a racehorse. A <laughs> I thought it like a stake, <laughs> um, which was just crap. Really, I, initially I thought that's really good. Mm. You know, you could win money and stuff. And then, but you won't. Well, it's such a small stake, and I was reading through the small print, and like, if it does win a race, you're like liable for all the upkeep anyway. So they take all the stuff out, like the stabling and the yeah. blinkers and the fettle sticks and the, <laughs> the <packs>. blinkers. <laughs> You know, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, the hay. But I actually got a letter through the post like a while back. I'd completely forgotten about it. Your horse and, is dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your foster birds are dead. Um, and it said your horses won a race. Yeah. And uh, you in, you've now got £1.34 to spend on any horse. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought... To spend on any horse? Like you can buy a horse a gift? I don't know what it meant. I bought uh, Champion the Wonder Horse. <laughs> <laughs> You can. You got one pound thirty four to spend on healing any horse. Yes. Uh, what could you heal of a horse? For if one you could pound? heal people remotely, you'd just do it all the time. Just brush it? its hair. <laughs> if you could heal people remotely, you'd do it all the time. Yeah. On, I mean, it depends how much it costs me. You know what I mean? Like, if I could heal time, anybody, but it time. made me really tired. Yeah. It's a good question. Like, if if you could heal people, right? It makes you really knackered. Yeah, I'm tired Would you do time it? anyway. I don't want to be any more tired. Would you do it? I mean... I'd do it for like friends There's so and many sick people. I'd like, do it for friends and family. Yeah. I'd have to draw the line at anybody else. You can't just come out of the hospital. Every time you heal someone, it basically makes you exhausted for that, like two days. You'd have to charge. I could heal you, but I'd have to charge. <laughs> Peter Lefton's <laughs> yard. <laughs> yeah, I think though you'd probably feel in that scenario, you'd feel like... The weight, like a, a moral weight to heal everybody, even though it made you really tired. It's funny that Peter Eddon retired from snooker because of health issues. Yeah. He- Physician, heal thyself. Yeah. Healer, heal thyself. Um, going back to that snooker fans forum thing, yeah. trying to get like promotion and stuff. Yeah. I didn't end up to putting anything on it. Yeah. Because I just thought, they're just, they're just, these lads aren't going to be into this. They're talking about the clack of balls. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to this shite. But, um, but uh, yeah, so I didn't end up putting anything on that form. But I always think, like, I've got a really good tweet that's yeah. going to go viral. And it just doesn't. I had this, um, like, colouring in book that I got my mum for Christmas. And it's, yeah. like, so shit. And I just thought, this, it, like, it was hilariously shit. And I yeah. thought, this will go really well on Twitter. But it's definitely going to go viral. I stuck it up there. And it had, like, one retweet and a like off a bot. Ugh, it's just... It's not viral, it's- Fungal, that mate. <laughs> it's got fungal. <laughs> yeah. You got a fungal tweet, mate. <laughs> like the sex bot's got hold of it. <laughs> got fungal. Um, yeah, but yeah. One day, I do think I'm going to get a tweet that's going to go viral. That's my. No. What's one one ambition in life? <laughs> <laughs> that's your only ambition. Yeah. You had, well, you were going to tweet somebody recently. Was it Stephen Graham? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tweeted him about something because uh, take a photo you found. Of yeah. Well, it, my mum and dad taught him. When he was a schoolboy, mm. um, so my mum found some photos of him yeah. uh, in the loft or whatever. So I thought, oh, that's quite cool. Like, if, you know, I'll, I'll, he won't have seen these photos before. I can yeah, tweet yeah. him to see, like, he might not have many photos of himself as a kid. It's what? quite a poor area, wasn't it? No, I mean, he's dead cameras, <laughs> <laughs> they had cameras, yeah. Uh, but he won't have seen these particular ones. It's when they were on like school trips and stuff, like, um, out in the countryside, like riding a horse or whatever. Um, because I thought I'll tweet, tweet them to him and say, like, you know. My mum was taught you, yeah, like, if she's found these pictures, no response. Yeah. Rude. That, that tweet went 
sterile. <laughs> <laughs> Completely sterile. Completely sterile. <laughs> yeah. You've got one fondle, one sterile. Yeah. Well, not, one day. Not good. One day we'll get one. Well, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. He's busy and he's next, probably not... This time next year we'll go viral, mate. This time next year we could be viral. I went viral a few weeks ago. I had the uh, oh. the old Corona. Yeah, yeah. For the first time. I always thought... I avoided you, it for so long. Oh, Yeah, well, I always thought you had one of the strongest immune systems in the yeah. world. It's only the top five or six. <laughs> <laughs> but I really always thought, oh, Dave doesn't get anything. Yeah, I don't... And if he does get it, it'll be fine, but it, it lingered. Yeah, well, I had it worse than, like, my wife, like, snooker wife, snooker baby. Yeah. Um, I had it much worse. And, like... It, uh, yeah, it lingered on for days. Should have got it during the World Championship, maybe. I know, time not got wrong. Got bedded down on the couch. Now I've got no excuse. Can't even phone at work and say I've got it. Because I'll be like, didn't you have this two weeks ago? Yeah. Damn. Yes. Um, so, yeah, but that was shit yes. in COVID. It was. You had any diseases? Oh, not lately? norovirus. Oh, you had a dose of noro. That was pretty big. But short lived, but come in. <laughs> a bit um, like my snooker career. <laughs> <laughs> the um, going back to the promoting stuff, like people have said to us, "Oh, you should do like a different topic and stuff." Yeah, because snooker's too kind of niche. Yeah, but the too good nice. thing about snooker is you can use all these clips, and there's no copyright really. No one's really bothered, are they? Yeah. You can use some clip from like 1997 on the BBC. So that's quite good. Like if you do football or something, you'd be a bit stuck, I think, or music. Also, I think you think if you think about things that are popular, like yeah. football or music. Oh, this is millions. Thousands yeah, and thousands yeah. of shit podcasts you could listen to. I think we're okay. Why add to that? We're okay on the copyright front. We're okay. I see copyright's going to come into Vlogging Spot. There's a funny little clip. Yeah. And they had to take the music, background music off because of copyright. It's quite funny. Okay. But we'll get onto that. We'll come to that. Yes. A bit of copyright and <coughs> pirating. Did you ever used to copy CDs when you were Yeah, of course. Of course. Did you be into that? There was like a craze of doing that, wasn't it? Like Co- before the internet. Like people like, would just copy CDs all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't know you were into that. Yeah, I'm well, into that. <laughs> everyone was doing. Everyone was doing it. It wasn't like a thing to be into. It's just like if you wanted a CD, yeah, yeah. You, someone had a CD and you wanted to copy. My, it. I remember like, we were quite into like copying them and doing them like, really nicely. Yeah, and um, well, mom, like like remaking the artwork. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. Oh, okay. And, like, I was never into that. So my mum wanted to get in on the pirating. Yeah, and she she went to the <laughs> library. <laughs> she went into the library and like, got a load of CDs, but yeah. brought them back home and we copied them like mm. and. Like stupidly, she took back the copy. The ones, copied ones for, and like yeah. she was spotted straight away. Like the eye patch probably didn't help. But, um, <laughs> um, they spotted them, and then said like, "What the hell are these?" Like, and she was like dead flustered, and like we were blacklisted from the library. Wow, you got banned from the library. Yeah. Which is pretty fair. That's a, that's a basic error. I mean, I'm sure they were quite good, but they can't have been that good. Well, yeah, obviously the copies you made. I mean, they open them up. They don't live in the library. They stamp them. So they not just, the CDs. I think they do. I mean, like a thing in them. Like, you just stand the day. Anyway, they, they were good. she was spotted. My uncle was banned as well. He kept dra- dropping books in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> that's worse, I think. Oh, shit. Oh, man, uh, mate. That's probably worse, yeah. The whole family. Dropping but, books in the bath. Blacklisted from Oxford Library. I think that, to be honest, reading a library book in the bath is mm. bad for mm. I, well, I don't think you should do that. Um, <clears throat> do you remember Oxford Library? It still is. Like, it had the longest ramp ever. Yeah, ago, yeah. And a very busy road at the bottom. It was like a <laughs> space elevator, that. <laughs> Yeah. It was an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. Can you do a impression of my mum taking them back going, oh, I don't like the guitars on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd like to return these CDs. 
that I borrowed from this what library a couple of weeks ago. Captain Pam and a pirate CDs. <laughs> I get them from the libraries and the pirate CDs. Oh, I the pirate CD. Better walk the plank. Walk the ramp. Walk the ramp. Pirate Pam, walk the ramp. (laughs) Bringing in your pirate CDs of sea shanties to the libraries as a public library service. Piracy is a crime. You wouldn't steal a handbag. You don't know what I'm capable of. (laughs) I always... Can we come out of reverb? Yeah, you know those adverts that go like, piracy is a crime. You wouldn't steal a phone. You wouldn't steal a handbag. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a car. And I think, you don't know what I'm capable you of, mate. Steal a clip. There was an advert a couple of years ago that used to go, um, you wouldn't wash your dishes in a dirty sink. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> I do that every day. Um... Tell you what, it's the World Championship next weekend. Mm. Would you believe it? Would you believe it? I've been on a snooker. Oh. You've been on a snooker amnesty program, haven't you? Well, it was just twelve steps. I felt like all the tournaments twelve were just reds in this sort of. Our souls all, anonymous. It, just, it all, all became a bit homogenised. Just tournament yeah. after tournament, and yeah. just wasn't giving me the same buzz. I was just watching it to feel normal in the end. <laughs> And uh, I have I have not watched anything since. About. You finally hit rock bottom when you're watching the uh, players' championship. Yeah, the qualifiers with the shoe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been sort of avoiding it a bit, so it'll be a bit more special. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's going to be good. I think the good thing about the world championship being on, it's like it feels okay to watch TV during the day. Like it feels like it's fine. Whereas normally it's a bit like mm, if you're watching so, Place in the Sun. Yeah. yeah. Or even just snooker during the day, like snooker on ITV. Is quite depressing during the day because and after every frame they they have an advert. Trust trader. It's the same three adverts as well, and every advert break it's uh, like a funeral care package, incontinence pads, and like this horrible like animal cruelty charity thing where it's like an ass with one leg. (laughs) (laughs) That's the incontinence pad ad as well. But yeah, yeah so those three adverts, which are quite three quite depressing adverts, after yeah. every frame, and you're watching daytime TV essentially, yeah. and you still never donated to that ass charity. Yeah, and it's like really that ass charity. <laughs> it's really quite depressing. But I think with the World Championship, it feels okay just to put it on all day. It's once a year. Yeah, and it's entertaining. Yeah. And it's good stuff. I know what you mean. It feels a bit more wholesome on yes. the BBC, doesn't it? it feels yeah. a bit like this is loud. What are your thoughts on the World Championship? I think it's quite open this year. Um, yeah, in, I mean, in some ways, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, Robbo has been absolutely incredible. He has. But yeah, John Higgins has been playing well now. Well, yeah, um, he's not as consistent as he. No, like Ronnie and Ronnie and Higgins have been in loads of finals and lost them all. I think yeah. Ronnie has been in ten finals and lost nine. Really? You know, it's that bad. Um, yeah, but I don't know. If you take Robbo out of the equation, I think it's quite open. Yeah, and he's said he doesn't feel comfortable playing there a lot of the time because it's quite confined and he likes to strut about like a peacock. It's always pretty open though the world, so I just think like anyone can go because it's so long the tournament and the matches are so long. Anyone can go on a good run. Anyone can start hitting form. I mean, if you look at the season, there's been a lot of like lower rank players winning tournaments, mm. like coming out of nowhere almost. Mm. So I mean, you never know. It could be the year where there's a qualifier. Could be our year. <clears throat> you never know. I doubt it, but you just never know. You just never know. 
but certainly it's going to be quite interesting and it's exciting don't you think I do think Okay. Okay, it's vlogging spot. Now, I said the, um, there's going to be a funny thing about copyright. He basically, I went on to try and find a new vlogger. And uh, I always start off at that guy that we always use. Yeah. Thinking, oh, well, yeah, that's a good starting He's point. He's number one. I'll vlogger. find somebody else. But he always puts up a funny video and I've just got yeah, to use yeah, it. It's funny fun. every time. Yeah. But um, anyway, he does this video and it's like 10 things you don't know about me. And I'm not going to play them all because it goes on forever. But 10 few, things? There's a few funny things in there. Um, have a little listen. Hello and a very warm welcome and we're going to cover 10 things that you do not know about me. Now this is an insight into MUFC Racer. 10 things you don't know about me. Probably the loyal viewers will know but yeah we're going to go down 10 things you don't know about me. As you can see on the thumbnail yeah you can probably guess. Number one is aviation. Now, I am obsessed with watching aviation on YouTube, whether it's Mayday, Air Investigation. Into number two, and as you can see on the right, well, left, <laughs> yep, right, left, left, Chris Martin. Yeah, I am obsessed with Coldplay. They're my favorite band, and that would be a dream of mine to go and watch Coldplay live yeah from viva la vida scientist fix you paradise clocks they've got some great songs and yeah i apologize in advance but i'm gonna sing to you coldplay are my favorite band without a shadow of a doubt like level above anyone my favorite singer solo singers probably ed sheeran but my favourite band is Coldplay. And we're going to sing a bit of Coldplay. Apologies in advance, but I love Coldplay. Like, having a couple of beers on a weekend, I always listen to Coldplay on my headphones. So, we could go with any song. Viva La Vida, Scientist, Fix You, Paradise. We're going to go Fix You, I think. Because I know this... I know the words a bit more on this song than the others, I would say. Here we go. Chris Martin, Wannabe here. Love Coldplay, best band. Try your best, but you don't succeed. Get what you want, but not what you need. Feel so tired, but you can't sleep. Come on, sing along if you know the words. First. Come streaming down your face. Can't play it due to copyright. Lose something you can't replace. Onion and hose waste. Did be worse. <laughs> Sing along. 
Lights will guide you home and ignite your bones and I will to fix you. Come on! As you know, I'm very laid back on the channel. So yeah, number two, I love Coldplay. Number three, handy snooker player. Of course, when I was younger, I had a mini snooker table. I was very good at snooker, very handy at snooker. I could play left-handed or right. Now, I'm not the tallest, so it benefits me playing left or right. So I could... Not use the rest. I could use both hands. Yeah, I was a very tidy player when I was younger. If I was, if I had a lot of money, I think that could have maybe been some. I could have took up at amateur level. Like I got a high break at like seventy five. If I had my own table, I think I could have improved and really be a good snooker player. Number four, um, yeah, I think we've covered this one before. I carry a deodorant everywhere. I'm a bit of a hygiene freak, so, yeah. There's no excuse for poor hygiene, and I carry a deodorant everywhere with me. <laughs> Number five, <laughs> tattoos on a woman. <laughs> tattoos on a woman. <laughs> Not on me. Not on me. On a woman. It's a good idea. I like the idea that he carries a deodorant everywhere with him. I think he's got like a little holster. Yeah, he's a cowboy. He likes to go on spraying tattooed ladies. Yeah. Tattoos on a woman. Tattoos on a woman. Should they be on a woman? Should they not be on a woman? Should they just be left on the floor? I don't know. <laughs> Tattoos of a woman on a woman. <laughs> By a woman for a woman. <laughs> Tell you what else I read recently, which is quite amusing. Um, in Snooker Scene magazine. Oh. And it was an article about Jim Davison's stand-up tour. And apparently he does a bit in it. I don't know, he doesn't say what the bit is, but it's about John Virgo. Yeah. And when they recorded Big Break, if there was ever like a, a break or like between recording shows, yeah. he'd go back to his dressing room and he'd be blazing a sweet jay. He'd be getting stoned. Virgo was. Yeah, Virgo. That really shocked me. You wouldn't mm. think of Virgo as a, a stoner. A stoner. Oh, well. Oh. Um, but I suppose all he did was just stand there for like half an hour and he said like pot as many balls as you can once per episode pot as many balls as you can it was probably quite boring for him wasn't it yeah he needed something to alleviate the <coughs> boredom was she going oh. to his mind oh, oh. as soon as we finish this take I'm going back to my trailer smoke as much chalaxatives as you can I've got the munchies <laughs> <laughs> I believe they call it the munchies. Smoke as much pot as you can. <laughs> when, the split, when time starts, when you first light your spliff. Pot black. It's more of a dark brown. <laughs> pot as many balls as you can. 
<laughs> Actually, I hope... J- Smoke as much pot as you can. I hope JB... I hope JB's app is in the box of the World Championship. <sighs> Not off his box in Spain. On the beach. Off his box. <laughs> oh. 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 Where's my bong? <laughs> Where's my bong going? Where's all this smoke going? In my mouth. In my mouth. <laughs> it's into my lungs, mate. Venue vitriol. If you can come down to the crucible and watch snooker, you will feel so prolonged. And you can say, I was there. I did. And I don't even like snooker. Right. Let's do some venue vitriol. Venue vitriol. I saw one on Twitter actually, which isn't off TripAdvisor. I think it's off. Um, what's the food one? Food Advisor. Food Advisor. It just made me laugh. It, um, it's just somebody who's obviously trying to sabotage someone's business, and they just left like a one star, no comment. Mm. But like you know, when like the proprietor can like get back co- comment underneath and read that. Okay. In a funny voice. So what was the thing that they said? They just did one... They didn't say anything. Oh, they just did a one-star review. Hi, Phil. You are not one of our customers. Your wife is one of our competitors' close friends. Why review us one star when you have never been? Also, you passed away two years ago, Phil. (laughs) How'd you explain that? (laughs) Reviewing from beyond the grave. (laughs) That was funny. Ah, they keep that till, I like the way they keep that till the end. Keep the powder dry. Well, here's a list of reasons why this is not a real review. You're not one of our customers. Your wife is a close friend of one of our competitors. Why reviews when you've never been? Also, you passed away two years ago. You've been dead for two years, Phil. That's the main reason. Just lead with that. What's this one? What are we reviewing here? Alton Towers. Just got back from two days in Alton Towers. First day, brackets Friday. Wasn't too bad. Waited about 30 to 40 minutes per ride, which after reading previous reviews about Q times, I thought, about K times, I thought wasn't too bad. However, the second day was a different story. Managed to get on three rides all day. Qued for an hour and a half to get in the park. Qued for a minimum of 90 minutes per ride. Qued for food. (laughs) Qued for drinks. Even had to queer for the toilet. Busy. He sounds utterly queered up. He still gave it three stars. Queered up for this, we queered up for that. Queered for food. Queered for drinks. <laughs> we queered everywhere. I was absolutely queered up. I've been queered. Queered to the idea. And you're doing that one. Spoiled by a psycho woman in leopard print bikini. <laughs> My daughter booked the spa through Gropon. <laughs> As you know, I'm a big user of Gropon. You are. <laughs> my daughter booked the spa through Gropon for my birthday. It was a lovely afternoon and lovely spa and ambience until a couple arrived in the spa and his girlfriend was accusing people of all sorts. When we complained, we were told that there had been other people complaining about the same person. (laughs) You don't go to a spa and be expecting this kind of behaviour. Truly shocking. Other than that, the staff were amazing. Pity about the clientele. You used to actually use a lot of coupons, didn't you? (laughs) 
Uh, I've never used a grow Your pond in me. Your in-laws used to sort of get you um, using yeah, grow ponds. It was a terrible time. We you just of, went along with it. A terrible time that like 2000, early 2010s when grow pond was massive. Because I remember... So many things that I've been to that were shit. Because oh, I remember cheap. you saying, oh, you, like, come with me, I've got to go to... Um, upper crust to buy a baguette because I get a free pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a Groupon. There's a Groupon, I get free shoe. It was just two hollowed out baguettes. <laughs> Day old baguettes. Yeah. yeah, no, Snooker Wife is um, she's a big fan of a bargain. I may have told this story before, but she's scared of heights, Snooker Wife. Yeah. Like, really doesn't like heights at all. Um, and then one day, there's a big, there's a, <laughs> she's not keen on that. Uh, there's a big wheel in Liverpool at the Albert Dock and um, I'd suggested like while we got there she was like no way absolutely not scared of heights don't want to do it and then one day she she woke up and she went do you want to go on the big wheel today and I was like "Mm, I do but are you sure you do she was like yeah it's a group on something four quid the ride and I was like so we went down there paid for like paid four quid got the ride went on it and so you're getting like a sealed thing sealed cubicle yeah I've been on it you've been on it um, <laughs> you as soon it. as it started to move she just she was just gripping the seat it's so tight like her knuckles were completely white and just tears pouring down wow. her face and I said "What? what's wrong and she just couldn't speak she was so terrified wow. and then she was like I want to put there's a button in there which is like for emergencies you know like if someone's having a heart attack or whatever they can press it and they'll get you down. And she was like, press the button, press the button, I've got to get down. And I was like, I'm not pressing the button just because <laughs> you're scared. Like, I'm not pressing it for that. Like, it, that's it, like in case of medical emergencies. So, and then I tried to move over to sit next to her and she was like, no, no, don't move, don't move, don't move. Like, you're rocking don't the rock. thing. So I, I had a basic, we were up there for like 15 minutes because it takes ages to go around. A terrible experience. I wasn't allowed to move. I wasn't allowed to look out the window because she was just, she was going. You make it's going to be. It's amazing moving. what people do just for a bargain. And I was like, this on. is the last time we ever go on a group on because yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's just you've come on something which you know you're terrified of because it was cheap. Because it was a group on, and that was it. That was the that was death. It. That was yeah. the end. That was the end. No more group ons. Oh, it's good. It's a good end to a uh, good run on the. Good end to a good run on group ons. Yeah, was it a good end or was it a terrible end? Milkins. <laughs> Who's this? Absolute rip-off. <laughs> it's Milkins, he's back. This is an absolute rip-off. Don't bother. £44 for two adults and one four-year-old is disgusting. <laughs> and we couldn't then afford to pay the extra money required to go on the four major rides. The water was dirty and cold. There was an actual poo on the side. Oh. Which, ha- which, to be fair, the lifeguard was clearing up. <laughs> The fact that it's half price for locals is also very off-putting as a tourist attraction. We don't want the fucking locals in there. <laughs> Maybe offer a small amount discount to locals, but double the price to guests of Blackpool seems very unwelcoming, and it makes it rather exclusive to locals, actually. The free life jackets from Weeks Premise were a redeeming feature. One star. Can you sing a TripAdvisor with you? Uh, sing the TripAdvisor Yeah, okay. I don't know which one. Yeah. Um... Give us a short one. The one with the poo is quite funny. The poo. This is an absolute ripoff. <laughs> it's too hard. Don't look at me. 
This is an absolute rip-off. Don't bother. <laughs> God. Forty-four pounds for two adults and one four-year-old is disgusting. The water was dirty and cold. There was an actual... Ooh, on the side Which, to be fair, the lifeguard was clearing up The fact that it's half price for locals is also very off-putting <laughs> For the competition, the Carla Langdon Memorial Competition. <laughs> right, see if you can guess who this is. Um, it's not a snooker player, but it's somebody within the world of snooker. Mm. Okay, a little tip. Here we go. T-shirts, and then we used to give away T-shirts. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you haven't Sneaker entered podcast T-shirt, yeah, if you haven't entered before and you're a new listener, then if you can tweet us on Twitter, it's a good place to do it. Usual way, um, and just say I think this podcast is the best podcast ever. But it's really brilliant. I think this podcast is the best um, podcast I've ever listened to. I'll get you a free T-shirt. I'll, you can DM me your address, yeah. what size you want. I mean that's fair enough. Yeah. But it's got to be on Twitter so we can promote the... What, it's the got to be on Twitter! But we'll get all that out to you. Um, Don't DM me. Right. We've spent half this podcast in... Drenched in Reaver. <laughs> I feel like we've invented a new sort of genre of genre. comedy. It's like shoegaze humour. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it works. Shoegaze. Humour. Well, we've... <laughs> it never used to be like that, did it? Just, no, no, we've, we've just fallen into this pattern. Fallen into a, into a pit. We just make it for ourselves... And, that's, and if, if anyone else, else laughs, that's it's a bonus. That's great, it's a bonus. And what we what makes us laugh? Reverb. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we like. It's we love old, reverb. It's the old indie band cliche. We're just making it for ourselves, and we love a bit of reverb. <laughs> really tickles me. I don't know why. It just does. I love to hear my voice reverberating. 
I like to make myself sound like an inside somebody else's mind.